Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. I think at the beginning of the year, there was a determination and a focus defensively, and it showed. More recently, we've allowed other things, whether it be a missed shot, perception of a bad call, turnover, everything's lingered. So our inability to get to the next play, I think, has hurt our defense, and that not being collectively focused on something that requires five guys playing together, you know. Breakdowns can occur so many different ways, but invariably the common thread is probably some sort of miscommunication. That's Quinn Snyder talking about the Jazz defense. Specifically, that was my question after the game. How come you were ranked number one or two for 15 straight games in defense, and now in the last seven, you've given up 120 points five times? And there it is. The inability to get to the next play, not focused as a group. Three or four guys dialed in, but one or two will sink the whole thing. I think another factor is they just played the best teams in the league. And PK and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, and I think PK poked a couple holes in what I was thinking. I've thought about it some more. We'll get to that. But there's definitely an elite level of teams emerging, and the Jazz are not on it. There's also a second level of teams emerging, and the Jazz should be on it, but are not on it. But they should be on that second level, and I think they will get back to that second level. The problem is, everybody wanted slash hoped that they would get to that first level. Watching this first quarter of the season, I'd like to say it's possible, but I want to be popular, and I can't tell you they're on the first level. I can't tell you they're going to get to the first level. Those teams on the first level... Well, a couple of them bought stars that have no intention of playing in Salt Lake City or anywhere else that's smaller or colder. They wanted to be in L.A. And Kawhi and LeBron weren't coming here. Now, that next tier of teams, can the Jazz be there? Can they be, you know, why are they getting blown out in Indiana? Why can't they be as good as Denver? Well, they got a run of uh, the schedule here. It's, It's soft. These teams aren't as good. They ought to pile up wins. Build a little confidence. Recapture the mojo. It starts with Memphis tomorrow night. John Morant listed, and I haven't seen this before. I almost thought it was a typo. I thought you were like messing with me, Yach, when you put it on the on the sheet one morning. Yeah, John Morant is week to week. You're day to day. Nobody says worry. week to week. They you, say you he's alone. out until X. He'll be reevaluated. And he'll be reevaluated. Mm-hmm. He's week to week. We week got a new week. thing. Somebody's making up. See, this is like a fast break. Used to be a fast break until it was a run out. That he's week to week. But Memphis on the road with no John Morant? Come on now. Can't mess that up. The Jazz cannot mess that up. It's got to be a win. Got to get a gear going again. Remember I did say in the summer, Yach, you better remember this. You better back me up. Third seed in the West or 55 wins, and I'm happy. Get one of those two things. 55 wins, that's a step forward. That's another level. That's another shelf from where they were the last couple years. And that meant 12-8. and eight. 24 and 16, and then crush it in the second half the way Quinn's teams tend to do, and you're on 55 wins. So we'll see if they get going tomorrow night. It's a late game, 8 o'clock. Usually they start at 7, but this one starts at 8. The pregame show starts at 7. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. 
Houston Rockets, are they on that top tier? Uh, I wouldn't say no at the start of the season. I thought they were kind of a second-tier team. That's a quality win going into Toronto and beating the Raptors 119-109. 10-point win. Houston, you have my full attention. That is a nice W. Houston's been a little up and down. They haven't been very good on the road this year. But that is a good win. Houston now two and a half games in front of the Jazz. Houston's fifth in the West, and the Jazz are sixth at uh, 12 and 10. Nuggets did what they were supposed to do last night. They blew out the Knicks 129 and 92. All the vultures are circling. The Knicks are 4 and 18. They're not the worst team in the NBA because the Warriors are 4 and 19. They're the worst team in the NBA. But everybody gets why the Warriors are awful. Their stars are injured. And now they're just going to sit other guys and play for a lottery pick next year. And they'll be right back. And so you may not like it, but you get it. And then we look at the Knicks like, what are you doing? You don't have to be 4-18. and 18. I think you got built-in advantages, and maybe we're overselling that because it's been so long since anyone really wanted to go to New York. But 4-18, and 18, come on. You're making Cleveland and Detroit and Chicago look smart. Knock it off. Get it together. Carmelo Anthony, non-guaranteed deal, getting converted into a fully guaranteed contract for the rest of the season. It's working out there. He's come in, giving them some 20-point games. Portland got off to a dreadful start. They're playing a, a little better. They're still under 500, but they've been a 500 team the last uh, three weeks or so. Tonight, Lakers and Blazers on ESPN, if you want to check that out. I mean, LeBron loves Carmelo and all that, but I think LeBron's thinking 20-3. and three. This LeBron, it's not the same thing, but there are so many Michael Jordan parallels. And you can say Jordan's the best and LeBron's not on that level, and that's fine. But there's still parallels. Maybe it's a little lower level, but this reminds me of the year Jordan comes back from baseball midseason, and they get knocked out in the second round by Orlando and Shaq. And he is so furious about that that they go hang 72-10 and 10 on the NBA and just maul everybody on their way to the title. Now, I don't know that the Lakers are going to go 72-10. I don't know if LeBron's going to stay healthy for 82 games. But my gosh, they are mauling people here out of the gate. And I know the schedule will get tougher and blah, blah, blah. But they're playing tonight for win number 20 already. 20-3 and three out of the gate. That would be fairly awesome. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. I don't know why. But I'm going to plead guilty to watching a replay of overtime of UNLV in Fresno State last night. I was channel surfing during the football game. We'll get to that in a second. And I hit UNLV Fresno State. And I saw it was a re-air. I knew it was a replay from a Wednesday game. And for whatever reason, I either didn't look at the score or I couldn't remember it. And I'm thinking, well, I'll just watch. Like, there's just two minutes left in OT. And I know that the local teams are playing these teams, right, with BYU and Utah State. So let's watch this and see what I see here for two and a half minutes. It was so dreadful that when it went to double OT, I'm like, forget it. I'm looking up the score, and I'm going back to watching it. bad. I'd rather watch bad football than bad college basketball. I don't want any part of this. BYU, you better smoke UNLV. That looked dreadful. What happened? Well, Tark left, and they're not cheating the way they used to. Okay, fine. UNLV's four and six. And BYU, you got to get this. Vivint Smart Home Arena, it's the home, pseudo-home, pseudo-neutral, but home crowd, not your home floor game. 
And BYU six and four, and they've lost they've lost OT games to Utah and to Boise State, and they get absolutely kicking themselves, thinking we coulda, woulda, shoulda, oughta be eight and two right now, and they're not, and they're six and four. You got to get this. My gosh, Vegas looked awful, and Fresno didn't look any better. And Utah State's got Fresno at home in Logan, uh, four o'clock Mountain West game tomorrow, and this is a chance for them to uh, improve to two and zero. In conference, and they ought to do it. And by the way, UNLV ended up winning in Fresno in double overtime. Nobody could make a basket. There were lots of awkward-looking turnovers. It was it was horrific. Utes have Central Arkansas, and I'm going to hope, I'm going to cross my fingers, that when the Pac-12 goes from 18 games to 20 conference games, that this is the kind of conference game that goes away. If this means the end of Central Arkansas and Mississippi Valley State coming to the Huntsman Center, we can all applaud. Please let it be so. Not only does Central Arkansas sound like nothing, they're one and seven. They actually are nothing. If you're looking for reasons the Utes won't get in a large bid to the NCAA tournament, remember that they crushed themselves in all the computer rankings by playing Mississippi Valley State and Central Arkansas. Yeah! Wait. Will Central Arkansas count? Should. They're part of the SWAC, I'm pretty sure. They're in the SWAC? Okay. I don't know my Central Arkansas, apparently. UVU and SUU, in-state game down in Southern Utah. Go down and watch that game and uh, escape the nasty weather here and the inversion here. Weaver State's hosting Westcliff. What is Westcliff? Now that's a game that won't count. That's the NII game. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. Well, that was something that our returning seniors adopted. That wasn't uh, anything that was, you know, manufactured by the coaching staff or anything. And so they just, you know, what it is basically saying is we got there last year to the to the championship game and weren't able to get over the, you know, get the win. And so now we get another chance this year. And, you know, the message is let's try to be, you know, let's try to finish and have a chance to win the whole thing, which we do right now. We're in position for it. But like I said, we got a good opponent. It's the Utes and the Ducks. It's tonight. It's finally here. We've been waiting for this game for a month. It's here. Utes six and a half points. PK is in Santa Clara for the game. Gordon Monson is out there. We got pregame. We got postgame. Keep it dialed to the zone right here. Hear all the thoughts uh, after the game. I think at the end of the night, it's going to be the U defense is the difference. And Oregon's chance is to beat the Utah pass defense because I don't think Oregon's going to run the ball. Utah's given up like 56 yards a game. It's phenomenal. Oregon's got a good run defense. They only give up 106 yards a game. But that's a difference of 50 yards a game. That's a big deal. But the two teams in the Pac-12, 8-win Oregon, 7-win Washington, who had some success, who scored more than 0-3 or 7 points, because that's what most Pac-12 teams did, 0-3 or 7. But the ones who went out there and put up 28 and 30 points, they threw the ball. They made plays in the passing game. So can Oregon do that tonight? Watch that. I think that's the Ducks' chance. I don't think the Ducks are going to be running the ball on the Utes. Nobody runs the ball on the Utes. But USC and Washington made some plays in the passing game. USC made enough. Washington didn't. But the only two teams that really competed with the Utes in conference play, everybody else just got blasted. And everybody else pretty much was a big old gigantic fail. Uh, Cal got shut out. Uh, ASU only kicked a field goal. UCLA only kicked a field goal. Arizona and Oregon State got seven points way late in the game against the backups. Washington State got beat 38-13. They had a little success throwing the ball early in the game. And then they got nothing in the second half. Nothing. All right, DJ and PK.
Hashtag college football. I've said this before, you know, the decision could be tomorrow. Decision could be, you know, on the 20th when the deadline is. So anytime between that, you know, I'll I'll end up making my decision. Tua Tagovailoa, Alabama's quarterback. I expect he's going to the NFL. I think the odds are overwhelming. I would if I were him. There is a slight argument to be made. Well, get healthy, come back, be great, and increase your stock. Why? So you can go number one to some awful team that has no offensive line in front of you? You may slip a little bit because of the injury. I don't think you'll slip much. But if it increases your odds of going to a half-decent team, in the NFL, you can get pretty good pretty fast. And if nothing else, it's one less year of your life you know, that you're not making NFL. It's a year longer before you get out of your NFL rookie contract into your big money deal. So I expect he's going to go. But, you know, we're all old people, and we've seen a gazillion people make this decision, and he's younger, and he hasn't. And now it's him. It's always easier to make the decision when it's somebody else. That takes all the pressure off. Well, of course you ought to do that. I don't have to deal with the consequences. Let me determine your Let life Let me advise you. you and determine your life. I'm not dealing with the consequences. Washington State giving head coach Mike Leach a one-year contract extension, extending his deal through 2024. He'd been linked to jobs, including Arkansas. Why in the world would he want to go to the SEC West? No, no thank you. Well, he had to deal with Tennessee a couple years ago. so. Okay, but Tennessee's got a history of success. I get it. And the SEC East is not the SEC West. But it sounds like he wants to get back to the SEC and show that his system can work there for whatever okay. reason. Okay. And I get that. That that all makes sense to me. But you're right. But SEC not West. to Arkansas. Yeah, the SEC West. Come on. SEC West. If you got one of the plum jobs, maybe yeah, you got an LSU or Alabama, Alabama. Auburn, LSU, yeah. but not Mississippi, Mississippi State, Arkansas. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Fresno State head coach Jeff Tedford expected to step down. Health issues. Uh, they were 4-8 this year, but they just had a couple of great years. He had a good run. Now, this is a third of the league now, the Mountain West Conference, a third of the league turning over. UNLV, New Mexico, Colorado State, and now Fresno State. And of the four, I don't think it's close. Take the Fresno State gig by a mile. I'd be picky if I were Jay Hill leaving Weber State. Obviously, he's winning a lot. Obviously, he's going to be linked to jobs that are better. And the next level better from the big sky is the Mountain West. But, man, I think if you leave for New Mexico or UNLV, you're just setting yourself up to get punched in the face. But Fresno State? Oh, you can win. You can win at Fresno State. They have. If you look, uh, it's been six years now with the championship game format in the Mountain West. Boise State's 1-2. Fresno's 1-2. San Diego State's 1-2. Those three schools have split them. If you go back to the last year before that, it was a tri-champion. When they were playing round robin, they didn't have divisions yet. And it was... Boise State, Fresno State, and San Diego State. So, if you're looking for the jobs that are a little better and have some built-in advantages, it's pretty obvious. Fresno's a a good gig. Are they going to get a coordinator from the Pac-12? We'll have to see how that shakes out. All right. Weaver State and Jay Hill home tomorrow. Kennesaw State. FCS playoffs in Ogden. It's 1 o'clock. It streams on ESPN3. They are the third overall seed. They had a bye while Kennesaw State was winning. It's a 24-team tournament. It's down to 16. And I would assume the Wildcats win in advance. That's what they've done in this round the last couple of years. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL.
Trubisky. Outlet pass to Miller. Right side. Hits the gas at the five. Spins into the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Bears. Out of the gun. Trubisky and the keeper left to the 15. Inside cut of the 10. Five. End zone. Touchdown Bears. Mitchell Trubisky with six more. And the Bears explode to a 30-14 lead. 23 yards right down Michigan Avenue, baby. Bears beat the Cowboys 31-24. Final score misleading. This was a 17-point game a couple times. The Bears really took it to the Cowboys. Cowboys should be better. They aren't. They've lost four of their last five. Uh, Flicking around after the game, watching ESPN, they broke out Dallas' schedule versus the division and versus everybody outside the division. I mean, we know the East is bad. You can just look at the NFC standings and see that. But they are 4-0 inside the division and 2-7 outside the division. That division is awful. Whoever is the five seed is going to go to Dallas or Philly and have a great opportunity to roll through that wild card round. I think right now would be San Francisco. It might be Seattle, or I guess it could be Green Bay or Minnesota too. But whatever, it's, uh, the NFC's champ is going to be a big underdog at home in the first round. Cowboys have lost four out of five. Bears have won four out of five. Now to the big games this weekend. Chiefs-Patriots, that sounds awesome. Battle of division leaders. Obviously, they uh, they were very entertaining last year when they squared off. So that looks good. Uh, but there's a morning game. Ravens-Bills, I know it's not as sexy, but holy cow, these two teams are playing great. The Ravens are 10-2. and two. The Ravens right now are tied with the Patriots for the best record in the AFC, and they beat them head-to-head. That's a tiebreaker. And the Ravens have gotten to 10-2 by beating good teams. They have beaten the Patriots. They have beaten the Niners. They have beaten the Texans, and they thumped the Texans. They're leading their division. They thumped them 41-7. They beat the Seahawks in Seattle by two touchdowns. They've beaten three teams that are 10-2. They're on a great run here, and now they get the uh, Bills, who are 9-3. So that's a pretty good game right there. Uh, Another good game is Niners-Saints. That's two 10-2 teams in the NFC. 10-2 is the best record in the league right now, and there's five teams at 10-2. And we got two games matching 10 and 2 teams. So nice. Seahawks, Rams, Sunday Night Football. The Rams, this is classic. Lost the Super Bowl, and you're having a hangover here. Six and five. Make a statement with the win tomorrow. Though. Oh, I'm winning. Make a statement. It's a statement game, Yak. Okay, I'm a Niners fan. I'm just it's a hoping, statement hoping they game. The you're buying in. NFC West showdown, right? If it's not the Niners, well, at least it's the NFC West. Take the Seahawks out for me. A statement game. Uh, we're going to get them to 7-5. and five. It would put them on the fringe of the wild card race. Uh, Minnesota could slip up, I guess. And that would, uh, that would open the door to get the Rams in. But they clearly have not had the magic. Is that just Super Bowl hangover or the whole league has caught up to them? Minnesota should not slip up. They got the Lions and the Chargers the next couple weeks before the big showdown with the Packers. So Minnesota ought to be okay. But if they do mess up, they're sitting in that last wild card and they could open it up for everybody else. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone, and that is what is trending, and it is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. It's Shamrock Plumbing. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone.